We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Hello and welcome into today's KCSN update, your daily news and nuggets about the Kansas City Chiefs from us here at Kansas City Sports Network. So happy that you chose to join us today, whether you're listening on the audio podcast or you're watching the YouTube video. Thank you. Uh, for listening to us here at Kansas City Sports Network. Before we get into today's episode with Joshua Briscoe of Sports Radio 810, make sure to drop a like on the video and smash that subscribe button for the best Chiefs content around. There, I said it. Uh, It's the best Chiefs content. We'd like to be one of many stops that you take on your journey to try to find the best content on the best team in the NFL. So let's go ahead and bring on Joshua Briscoe. Josh, how are you doing today? Great to have you on the show. It's great to be here, man. I'm doing excellently now. Uh, I was starting to get worried for a while that I wasn't going to get the invite onto the KCSN arc. Like, I feel like it's been <laughs> raining. Everyone's trying to get on this KCSN boat. And eventually I thought, you know what? Maybe it's going to be two by two and I'm not going to make it. But I'm, I'm here now. I'm reunited with you once more. And yeah. I'm really excited to do whatever this show is going to be. Let's talk about football we- here. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about football here. That uh, might be a little different uh, for you. So sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get ourselves there. But this completes the uh, the trilogy, the triple crown of the times hours. Uh, what would you say? Cast, I guess. I, it would I'd be? say I'd say the Holy Trinity has been has been. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm. Am I the Holy Ghost? I'm not sure. But yes, uh, the, the trifecta completed. Incredible. Yeah, Nate Taylor, as always on Tuesdays here at KCSN Update. Phenomenal conversation with him if you haven't gone and listened to him. where He hits on some of the stuff we're going to talk about just with trade deadline, but there's been some developments with some trade deadline stuff. So, listen, I thought it was just right to talk some trade deadline with Joshua Briscoe. We obviously had Seth Kaiser on earlier uh, during the summer, I believe, just in the middle of training camp. So, all three of those guys right here. Josh, let's go ahead. Let's dive right into it. Robert Quinn traded for a fourth-round pick. Chiefs, uh, I don't know if the Chiefs were in contention for it, but it's one of those deals where you see and you're like, if I if I was GM, if I was if I was Brett Veach, I might have been I might have pulled the trigger on the on the fourth round pick for Robert Quinn. What were your first thoughts when you see that saw that deal come through? My first thought was honestly, that seems about right. Like I I don't. It's sort of like the James Robinson trade, I guess, which is mm-hmm. funny because now I've got us talking about running backs in the first minute <laughs> of the show. But I, I really did think, like, you know, for, for the player, for the age, for the price, for the contract, 
that seems about right. I had actually written up something that I'm guessing will now never see the light of day about my fake trade proposal that I think I had the Chiefs sending a fifth round pick for Robert Quinn. Also still in hopes the Bears would eat some of his salary um, because I do think the Chiefs would have probably needed that even more. Um, and ultimately, that's a fair thing to pay for as you're a team that wants to stay cap flexible. At a position of need for the Chiefs, obviously it makes sense. Wondering who he is as a player at this point, as opposed to when we were talking about Robert Quinn before the draft, which we were, by the way, mm-hmm. is, is sort of interesting to see how this season has affected his stock. Obviously, the Bears realized pretty early on in the year, this is not going to work out for us. So I I don't think I would have beaten that offer, particularly thinking about the Eagles probably going to have a better pick than the Chiefs. Although, hey, it's close. Yeah. In, the, in the NFC, I mean, flip a coin, I guess. But would I have gone fourth and a sixth or a seventh? Right around there is when I would start balking a little bit. Um, a fifth or sixth, and they take care of some of the money, I would have been in. A fourth is a little steep, but also we are talking about very small degrees. I just don't know 100% who Robert Quinn is at this point. Yeah, and, and Matt Lane actually tweeted out a, a good video, I think, and was tweeting out about Robert Quinn, about uh, just kind of this. He hasn't really been a stat, steet, stat sheet stuffer uh, this year, but he's still been playing well, and it's kind of hard uh, on a defense that's, you know, I'll say it. The Bears defense isn't the best in the league. Um, and he's got to kind of take a lot of that attention on. And it's it's been a little rough uh, for Robert Quinn this year. Uh, but I still think if he gets in that right system like the Eagles, you could really see him for the rest of the year. Uh, put some numbers up on the statue. I think the Chiefs could have been another system that he gets into. And you could be like, oh, OK, now, now we got to worry about Carlos Dunlap, uh, Robert Quinn. We got to worry about George Karloftis, Frank Clark with the way he's been playing. But yeah, it's just one of those things you're like, man, that kind of would have been nice. But I do think a fourth round pick is kind of that point where you're like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I would have given that one up. But I think I, I think for me personally, I could have convinced myself that all right, fourth round pick. That's fine. Yeah, I could have talked myself into it, I think. And I could talk myself out of it even easier, though, because you, you have to keep in mind that it's not just in a vacuum, right? It's not just, hey, it's either Robert Quinn or you only play with 10 guys. It is what is he above Mike Dana right now? What is he above? I guess Frank Clark's going to have two games without him anyway. But what is he above Frank Clark? And, and obviously, Steve Spagnuolo wants to have a deep rotation of, of edge rushers. So is he just actually a big upgrade over Malik Herring? Or is Josh Kando going to have to play with Frank Clark suspended? There are definitely ways you could talk me into the value being there. Ultimately, though, I'm certainly not just punching air because the Chiefs missed out on it. it, it I could have talked myself into it. I'm fully okay with the Chiefs letting that one go by. That, that's my sort of mm-hmm. nuance somewhere in the middle kind of take, which I know is, you know, not the most uh, enthralling content uh, take ever, but it's it's true. It's honest. I appreciate the honesty here. And I know that right. everyone, everyone loves honesty. Uh, Jerry Hughes, another name that's been thrown out there with the Texans. Uh, I believe this year he's been playing all right, been playing pretty good. Your colleague Seth Kaiser even threw, uh, I think for a fifth round pick is what he had tweeted out there. Uh, Jerry Hughes, to me personally, not a name that I'm very familiar with. It's one of those that I've had to go back and do a little bit more uh, digging on not only the stats, but the way he plays. So I don't know if you, Josh, have any thoughts on on Jerry Hughes. Yeah, it, it ultimately ends up coming down to, I know this is sort of a broken record now, but it kind of ends up coming down to what you think the, the improvement level is going to be. Um, I trust Seth's eye for a pass rusher for the most part. I, I think that depending on how deep you get into what you think he would actually bring, that's a fascinating option especially if you think it's going to be a long-term investment. That's very different than being the sixth round pick for Melvin Ingram on a one-year deal for the back half of the season, right? So if you think that that's a building block type of player that could be a legitimate rotation bolsterer right now who could still have a role for you in a couple of years, 
fair enough, I guess. And, and again, at that point, it becomes less about the individual players and more about the desperation of the skill position group. But I don't want to like jump down the line. I don't know if you're going to want to talk more about George Karloftis. But ultimately, where I end up is that if the Chiefs are going to get a sizable upgrade at the position from right now to week 18, or really more importantly, the playoffs, it's not going to be Jerry Hughes. It wasn't going to be Robert Quinn. Uh, it's not going to be Brian Burns. It's going to be George Karloftis. Now, I don't know if it will be, but if it's going to happen, that's where it's going to come from. In my no, I think that's a great point. And when you look at defensive ends and just defensive lines as a whole, there's not a lot of top-tier guys, number one, available. And if you do have a top-tier guy, you drafted him. Um, yes. you, you got him in the draft somewhere. So that's kind of what the Chiefs are going to have to do moving forward when it comes to the roster construction. Or you get a big free agent, right? Uh, and we haven't seen that happen so far yet. Um, another last guy on the on the edge rushers, Josh, I want to talk about that was thrown out, uh, Yannick Ngakwe. Um, a guy who was uh, played for the Raiders last year, traded to the Colts for Rocky Sin. He's got, it looks like the Colts and the Raiders are splitting his contract right now. He's only has this year left under contract. He's going to be a free agent. Uh, Zach Hicks, who does, a, who does some work with the uh, KCS and draft guide. He said Yannick Ngakwe for a fifth. He covers the Colts for uh, Sports Illustrated. So he said, He'd give up Ngakwe for a fifth. What are your thoughts on that, Josh? This isn't really the answer to that question, but I just want to know why he's playing on five teams in four years. Like that's <laughs> crazy, and it's not like oh he must be a problem. I, I don't. I'm just legit curious. I have. I, it's a really wild Pro Football Reference page for Yannick Ngakwe. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to think where does he play now? You have like three or four non embarrassing answers because if you said is he still in Minnesota, you'd only be wrong for the first half of 2020. Um, so that is that is too rich for my blood for a half season rental. If you end up finding the Colts in a, oh, bleep, it's Sam Ellinger and Dim Boys, like, let's just trot out what we've got, then I might do the Melvin Ingram deal. But that's a sixth, right? That's a different That's a different plan. I would extend the, the sort of sixth, seventh round offer to anybody with a warm body at edge, I guess, that, that you feel like could actually add to the rotation. Um, Ngakwe would be fascinating to see if he could raise it far above just being a rotation guy. I mean, he... He would immediately be the best edge rusher on this team without having to give up the Brian Burns price for it. It's just pretty expensive for a half season. If you win the Super Bowl, who cares, I guess, right? But from a team-building perspective, I would certainly, certainly see if Chris Ballard wants to cut you a deal. Old friend Chris Ballard. You know, I thought maybe Ryan Poles would come in clutch anyway. Um, Maybe they'll flip the pick from Ryan Poles for Yannick and Gaffey. You know, that's that's a third now. (laughs) Um, It's all in the family. I, I I am tempted... I like the idea of looking through the window and, and seeing the mannequin, but it's Yannick Ngakwe in a Chiefs uniform. That's pretty enticing, but I think I'd probably be pretty angry by the time we're like sitting around here in Kansas City waiting for the fourth round of the draft to come around and, and one of those picks went for a guy that is now a member of the who knows who, uh, but it wouldn't be the Chiefs or any team he's played for previously because he's just collecting all the Infinity Stones. It's the uh, the new London franchise is who would he be That's what it is. He, yes. he will absolutely stick around until that London franchise is up and running. No question. Ngakwe has three and a half sacks this year. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty solid. I mean, had some yeah. good production. Um, I, so I'm enticed by that one. I don't know why. It's one of those. It's just like, that seems like it'd be fun like, to have him in. Yeah. I think he does raise the floor a little bit more. And if you're giving up, I think a sixth is probably the what I'd feel most comfortable with. A fifth, I could, again, talk myself into it. Um, but it's just one of those things, roster building-wise, um, yeah. 
in Kansas City when the draft is going to be here. It won't be very fun if the Chiefs only have like four picks, right? Right. Uh, they, have extras. they do have some to play with, partially because of polls and, and the supplementary picks the Chiefs got there, and, and partially from the Tyree kill trade. There, there are some extra chips to play with for the Chiefs. They've got a lot of options. I, I won't guess what all their picks are because we could just check this, but they do have a lot of picks. They, they have some duplicates. They could invest that in making a move for this year, but I think that their vision is to use as many of those picks as they can to build the defense for the next several years. That's not ever trying to, to acquire a big piece of the deadline because they've just got two guys they've drafted that are going to be, you know, your, your dudes off the edge for, for five or six yep. years. That, that's the ideal world. I think so too. Um, I think that sounds good. And, and to mention off defensive ends, you know, Frank Clark suspended for two games against the Titans and the Jags, probably the two best games that you could have picked to be suspended against is, are the, uh, the Titans and the Jags. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see kind of where this defensive end room is. And that can be yeah. a, a real gauge, which kind of stinks. It's after the trade deadline. So they'd have to do something uh, to probably free agency you have to, dig up uh, Jay, Jared Allen's phone number probably. I don't know. He's <laughs> yeah, he's, doing play. The, he's making the rounds right now, I think. <laughs> I don't, uh, yeah, it, it's interesting because Malik Herring got some work last week and looked okay out there doing it. That's something. That's a guy. I mentioned Josh Kando. He hasn't been active yet this year. If the Chiefs think there's something to be had from Josh Kando, this would be the time to find out. Um, Chris Jones is their best defensive end, but you don't want him to live out there. He just can move out there in some situations. I do think getting Mike Dana back matters to kind of keep with the ceiling and floor conversation. Mike Dana raises your floor quite a bit. You you know that you're not going to get, he's not going to get blown off a block. He's not going to absolutely fail to breathe on a quarterback, but he's also a guy. He's a floor raiser. Good to have him. Yeah. It's just sort of what he is. Um, and, you know, Frank Clark was at least a part of, of a couple of big plays late against the Niners. You, you need a couple big plays from somewhere eventually. And I am, not worried about Ryan Tannehill, nor am I really that worried about the Titans. I I wouldn't want to give Trevor Lawrence all day in the pocket, though, and and that means it's basically Chris Jones and the kids. Chris Jones and the kids. You know, the, Chris Jones has made some exciting plays this year from that defensive end position. Frank Clark made some exciting plays from that defensive end position, and when I see Chris Jones rounding that edge and kind of getting after it, I get a little excited. Yeah. And, yeah. and you can make Josh, you can make every play feel that exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook. Whoa! Sports betting partner of the NFL and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Lots of games going on this week. It's a bye week, so you got some time uh, to check out ooh, even the London game early on. Go wake up early, get yourself some London town football. Get some high knees in the morning, get ready for that London game. <laughs> yeah, just get absolutely juiced. Maybe put down a little same game parlay on that one just to get to blood, blood pumping early in the morning. I might have to check out that one on DraftKings Sportsbook for their stepped up same game parlays. And here's, what, here's the thing. They make things so wonderful with their uh, stepped-up same-game parlays because you can place them once per game day all season long. But here's what you got to do. You got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets. If your team wins, just place a $5 bet on any football game. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Josh, 
I need to ask you. Sorry, I was stretching while you were doing the read. I just trying Good. to get my work in on the flight. Yep. Well, you got to use as much time as possible to get in as much work as possible. Always getting better uh, on every every aspect. Always getting better. Um, the best part about that, too, is just all the players quote tweeting the, the tweet and be like, yeah, no, it did actually happen. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> Russell Wilson's not a real person. I'm convinced um, that we yeah, have. He's got to be a lizard person, right? I don't. He's. Quarterbot is what he is. He's a whoa. I like that. Quarterbot needs to get plugged back in for a little bit. Maybe a hard reset. <laughs> quarterbot. Yes. Need to need to put him in rice, maybe a little bit. <laughs> put quarterbot <laughs> in rice. Uh, but anyway, I wanted to ask you, Josh, about another position that has been talked about a little bit more before the Niners game happened, which was wide receiver in Odell Beckham Jr. Now Odell is a free agent. It's talked about uh, him coming back probably won't happen until after Thanksgiving, still with the ACL rehab and everything like that. But another interesting proposition has been made about Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks didn't practice on Wednesday, non-injury related, couldn't uh, go to his presser because he was too busy getting a lift in. Um, so things are starting to starting to smell a little bit down there in Houston. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Chiefs adding another wide receiver to this room? I think that whatever the Chiefs would even think of offering to uh, to Houston for, for Cooks, the Packers should come through and just quadruple immediately because they need an adult with hands. Um, so so I think it would be hard to keep up if the Packers really are bidding to try to just like keep them keep their season alive, honestly. Um, I am much more interested in OBJ than I than I would be in Brandon Cooks, partially because of the form of acquisition, partially because of the player and the player type. I, I know Brandon Cooks is like the receiver. He's the Yannick Ngakwe of wide receivers, apparently. It, yeah. it feels like he's been traded um, every five minutes to the last like eight years of football. That might be an exaggeration, but it's kind of what it feels like. And ultimately, I, I'm not just repeating the same take because it's there. I really do believe this about these specific players. If the Chiefs are going to get another step from their wide receiver room, it is almost certainly going to be from Sky Moore. And I know I'm back on what the rookies can do with time, but we all knew that Sky Moore was going to be a project, not just because like small school, all of that, but just because being a rookie in Andy Reid's offense is tough, which we learned even more so after that interception to start off the Niners game. In post game, Andy Reid said, that's a learning experience for Sky. He was asked about the pick and then he proceeded to like diagram the route that, that Sky was supposed to run um, and, and didn't it turn into an early pick. Obviously the punt returning. We already, we all, we all we know already. It's not been great so far for Sky. Right. But I really do think that he's their best bet to find like another element or another guy in this receiver room, um, even including Cooks or, or OBJ or, or whatever, because he's already a chief. He's already been in the offense. And I think his ceiling is very high. I didn't want to say the other word because then it's a pun and I'm not doing puns about his name anymore. I did one. No, <laughs> they got my accident. Ugh. Uh, but I, I, I know. I, I feel like I'm infringing on his territory now. KCSN master really i don't know i i I feel like i'm driving someone else's car um but so i i would be interested in obj because it's just money or cap space or whatever i i do worry i mean his acl injury we all remember was in the super bowl do we all remember what month the super bowl is in because it was february and it was like the latest it could have possibly been this year too i mean I just, I have my questions about his recovery. I have no questions about him as a player. I'd love to have him in Kansas City as a player. Yeah. Um, I do think it would probably just take snaps from Sky Moore. And so ultimately, 
we're going to just have to let this, this guy more experience play out offensively until Odell is ready to sign a deal with somebody. And then at that point, maybe we have that conversation again of should the Chiefs have done this? But as of right now, I am enamored, but I am mostly about the guys on this active roster, including the veterans who have, who have obviously like really kind of clicked into shape uh, against the Niners. Right. I think that's a really good point. Uh, Odell's torn ACL was on the same ACL that he tore, what was that, New York? Um, yeah. It seems like it was a years, ages ago uh, that he played really for does. the New York Giants. Uh, but <laughs> so that's the same torn ACL. Uh, never I think good. That was an 11 month that. recovery, too. Like, I think it was. Yeah. I think it was like 11 months the first time. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, that that's my one concern for what we're overlooking on, on him. I just, I'm just not sure where his knee is at. Yeah. Hopefully 100%. Big bone and the little bone, but hopefully it's sure still the at the same location. Yeah. Um, that would be yeah. ideal. If it's not, we got bigger problems to talk about. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, so, Josh, I, I kind of want to ask you about this because I've been thinking about this a whole lot. I don't know if a lot of people are thinking about it. I hope people are. Um, the Chiefs, it seems like we get to this point every season, right? Like, Chiefs should make a move, and it's always the two positions, especially in the Patrick Mahomes era, wide receiver or defensive end. It's, it's been the same since Patrick Mahomes has become the quarterback of this team. It's the Chiefs should make a trade for one of these two guys. Nate Taylor on this say, this very program said he thinks the Chiefs need to make a move to win the Super Bowl. I don't think I disagree with that, and I think it does probably need to be a defensive end. So my question, Josh, to you, is should the Chiefs spend capital on any other position outside of the defensive end room, or should they even spend any capital on the defensive end room as the, and just chalk this year up to, yep, we're just trying to get younger, trying to get better? I think that if you're at a point in about Halloween – and you're saying if we don't make a move, we can't win the Super Bowl or we won't win the Super Bowl or, or whatever it may be. If you're at that point in late October, you have not built your team well enough mm -hmm. because there's not value to be found right now very often. So if you are paying a price, you're probably paying a premium. And so I, I do think they can win the Super Bowl with the roster they have right now, partially with the rookies, partially because Patrick Mahomes, you get one weird bad day from the Bills and all of a sudden, you know, Von Miller gets hurt in January and you right. know the whole dynamic changes and, and I'm not trying to like put a hex on Von Miller or anything just crazy <laughs> stuff happens over the course of a long football season so I, I think the Bills are the favorite in the AFC I think the Chiefs are second in the AFC and then I think there's an enormous enormous drop off I don't think there's a move they can make right now that would flip them in Buffalo not not until they play again and so that's that's sort of part one part two for me is the way you end up consistently in October saying, man, this team could use some help at basically number two wide receiver in recent years, or wide receiver in general now. And at edge, go ahead and go ahead and skip 45 seconds. Now, if you need to, that's what happens. When you draft a running back and linebackers and a center with your, with your four premium picks over a, a what? Three year span, a two year span. If you, I mean, you can also expand it even further to Willie Gay, but over the, over the last two years be between the, the Clyde draft and the Bolton draft. That's what it is. It's it's Clyde with the first pick and then Willie Gay. It's Nick, uh, Nick Bolton with the first pick and then Creed Humphrey. I'm not telling you those aren't good players. Creed is great. I'd make that Creed pick again tomorrow. I wouldn't hesitate. Uh, Willie Gay, I'd make that pick again tomorrow. Nick Bolton, I would probably go ahead and take him again, but then but you invested a lot in your linebackers in a very short period of time. Clyde, obviously, I wouldn't have made that pick then, now, or any moment since then. 
I don't know I'm playing retroactive GM here. So I'm just taking the two receivers that went next. But if you have T. Higgins or Michael Pittman, we are not talking about the receivers as an area of need. Instead, we're talking about Clyde Edwards-Elair maybe losing his job to Isaiah Pacheco. If if you go defensive and and hit, and that's hard to do, I'm yes. no, by no means automatic. But if you say, you know what, we're going to let, again, this is retrospective, but we're going to let Darius Harris have the keys to the, we're going to give him the green dot, and we're going to have uh, him with Willie Gay and Leo Chanel. You make that the the roster, but you have another young edge opposite George Karloftis, who's a, a year ahead in his development. If you were to hit that, that's how the roster changes. So I just, in a salary cap sport, I'm not even like heated at Brett Veach. I think he's done an impeccable job at this with one big mistake, 32 overall. And then a couple others that you can nitpick out or see the consequences of or whatever. But if if Joshua Kando would have hit it, Colin Saunders looks good now after that draft class outside of the first two picks had been totally written off. I guess other than Rashad. Um, or, uh, yeah, he went, Colin Saunders went 84th and now he's playing good football. Interesting. Development. Cool. That's awesome. It makes sense. Yeah. He went to a small school. But so I, I, I think that's where I go back to is that I don't, I don't want to be shopping at the checkout line. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I, you're a little hungry and then you stand there and you think, yeah, I'll go ahead and, or at the airport, maybe you're getting ready to leave yeah. the air to the airport. Eat before you go. So you don't spend $9 on the worst sandwich you've ever had. When you're paying that premium, the value disappears and it had better be good. And if you pay that $9 sandwich and there's one slice of ham, one slice of cheese and two slices of disappointment, you now regret your, you regret your decision-making because you should have made a sandwich at home 35 minutes before you left. That's, that's my very convoluted harebrained analogy. Um, but just for how you end up with a roster that has holes at a couple of positions, even as a team that drafted pretty well, the Chiefs have drafted good players, but it's not at their biggest positions of need for the most part. George Karloftis and Sky Moore obviously can change. Yeah, they can for sure. There's still a lot of season left. Uh, BJ projected uh, George Karloffis to break the rookie single season sack record set by Derek Thomas. Going to need a push. Uh, Going to yeah, need well, a real late. You know push. what that number was? I don't know it off the top. Nine of my and a head, half. But... It's uh, nine and a half. You know, I love I love BJ's optimism. I think that's important to have for these young guys because you get dorks like me who swing through ready to find every mistake they make. And it's probably nice to have somebody who says, I believe in you. Although I've been there on Trent McDuffie and I'm staying there. You can't get me away from Trent McDuffie. I believe. I believe. Imagine when Trent McDuffie I believe he will be good. I believe he will be good. I think that's a perfect note to end on. With with a limited defense. They've had injuries. The defense is still good. That's incredible. Right. That's the thing. They've got to get after the quarterback. Don't trade for Brian Burns, though. It's too much. No. What they would Carolina say? Two first rounders? Well, listen, in fairness, here can be our actual note to end on if you're trying to wrap up. Everyone wants me to talk, 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 and then all of a sudden we're out of time. <laughs> the Panthers clearly have like a secret phone line to Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport. Yeah. Because those Christian McCaffrey deals were coming out simultaneously. And it was, oh, they, they've already rejected some substantial offers. It's going to need to really blow them away to trade Christian McCaffrey. And then Kyle Shanahan walks around. And he's like, yeah, okay, I'll give you a second, third, fourth uh, for each of the five, six, seven years just to make this work. And then, you know, miraculously, they find a way. Um, they haven't paid him yet. If they could get two first for Brian Burns, they should probably take it. They're not very good right now. I don't want the Chiefs to be the ones that give them those picks for Brian Burns. Don't pay twice. Pay once. I don't, yeah, that's another thing that comes into the whole Brian Burns thing is you have to pay the man again. And that's not really going very well for the Chiefs right now who traded for someone who they had to pay. That's weird. If you, if you go, it's not, they're not identical. 
but I was saying this two weeks ago. Go look at the pro football reference pages for Brian Burns and Frank Clark. And again, not to say that Brian Burns is about to get some like weird stomach ailment and have a bunch of weird things totally outside of his control or off the field. I'm not saying they're the same player or any of that. But if the Chiefs traded for Brian Burns, you would be talking yourself into someone with the, with a very, very similar track record to Seattle Frank Clark. And I'm not saying that couldn't work. I'm saying you tried it once already. I would rather not do that again and put your eggs in the George Carl office basket. Will he ever be as good as Brian Burns? I have no idea. Odds are probably no, but I'd rather make that investment on a rookie deal and, and give him five years to find out. There's still a chance he is. That he yes. could be. Yes. And that's the thing. Yeah. This is not a dirt. This is not a shovel, by the way. I I am again, I'm like kind of bought in to George Karloftis. Yeah. I'd sure. rather have him on the contract that the Chiefs have him on than have Brian Burns for that one first round pick and the hundred million dollar deal that's gonna come with it. Because we've been here before. Especially if it's more than one year. You trade, I agree. Hey, would you trade Chip McDuffie? Would you trade Chip McDuffie and George Karloftis and a hundred million dollars for Brian Burns? Because I wouldn't. I don't think I would either. Um, and that's the groundbreaking analysis that you come to KCSN <laughs> for. Would uh, you trade Patrick Mahomes for Brian Burns? I didn't think so. <laughs> Guess you don't want him that bad. There you go. Uh, Josh, thank you for spending some time with us. Let let the people know where they can find your work. Sure. Um, you can listen to The Zone weekdays uh, from 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 10 WHV. Jason Anderson is in the big chair. I'm in the sidecar. Uh, we have a, a rotating crew of uh of of uh, Kent, Craig and Maddie every Thursday if you want to hear some familiar voices there uh you can uh, follow me on Twitter at JB Briscoe at the Times Ours podcast on the Athletic with the aforementioned Seth Kaiser and Nate Taylor and then arrowheadreport.com on the uh, Sports Illustrated Fan Nation network we've got stories going up there all the time sometimes it's even good so uh that's available there as well so follow me on Twitter though that'll get you most of the places that I am and occasionally you'll See me tweet about the new Pokemon or, um, you know, the Great British Baking Show and what they did to s'mores this week. It was mm. criminal. Josh, we went almost 30 minutes and talked just strictly football, and I don't know if that has ever been done by us. In which a personal record for us. This is a personal record. People probably appreciate that. So uh, thank you guys for watching all the way to the end of this video. Again, hit the like button, smash the subscribe button. We got a bunch of content coming for you during this bye week. Lots of content. So you're going to want to stay tuned. I'll be back next Thursday. Tomorrow, BJ Kissel will be with Trevor Sikama of PFF. I'm not sure what they're going to talk about, but I'm sure they're going to talk about something good because Trevor is a fun guy to listen to talk, and so is BJ. So until then, I'll talk to you guys next week. We'll see you later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.